Ed is sitting with his ginger and lemon tea and I am sitting with a candle in front of me which I really hope I don't accidentally drink. Welcome worry, to Phobia Phobia. <laughs> what is your tea? Ginger, lemon and I put golden syrup in it because I don't have honey. Oh, that sounds pretty sweet though. Oh, it is. My, my candle is lemongrass scented. Does that count? No. Oh, okay. Hi, guys. I just want. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm being professional here, boy. Um, hi, guys. I'm Kaz. I'm Eddie. And uh, you're listening to Phobia Phobia, where we uh, talk bollocks in your ears for about and 40 sometimes minutes. Sometimes we mention phobias. Like, we've definitely mentioned phobias once or twice in our however many episodes we're on now. I think 11. I'm not sure. I feel like this could be episode... 13? It's definitely an odd number because this one's yours. I once again have no idea what Kaz is going to get me to talk about today, so yay. Well, this weekend coming, we're recording this actually, guys. <laughs> don't mean to toot our own horns here, but we're actually recording this before release day. I know. Holy shit. I know. The professionalism is, is, is unbelievable. This Sunday is what, Ed? Mother's Day. It is, and I thought you were going to say it's Steak and Blowjob Day, but <laughs> do this... not do not confuse the two, please. But they all actually are on the fourteenth of March. Huh. Also, it's my brother's birthday. Disturbing thoughts aside, and um... <laughs> yes, up there, rock and start. This Sunday coming is Mother's Day, and on that lovely, what's the word? thought i have decided to discuss parents and things okay so it's very telling that you couldn't remember the word thought shut up you um no. we are going to discuss at the beginning uh pentherophobia fear of your mother-in-law yes awesome that is a real thing for the purposes of this, we're, I guess we're going to pretend that you have a mother-in-law? Well, um, I mean, I suppose I don't legally have a mother-in-law. I wasn't specifically going to talk about mine, but all right. Uh, I had a mother-in-law and she was simultaneously incredibly sweet and also drove me fucking nuts. I think that's kind of what they're supposed to do. Oh no, by fucking nuts, I mean like angered me at times. Oh, I know, I met her. Bitch, I was your best man. <laughs> True. Too bad, I... that whole, too bad that whole thing was a waste of fucking time. <laughs> if you learn you something, it's know, not a waste I... of time. For those of you who don't know, I used to be married, I'm now separated, and my ex is an asshole. In fairness, have you ever met anyone in the world who says that their ex isn't an asshole? I don't know, I've only got the one. Well, look, you're aside not... From, aside from him, if you ever hear me talking about an ex that isn't him, I'm likely talking about a fuck buddy. That's true, actually, you are. I, on the other mm -hmm. hand, am a serial monogamist. I'm a serial... something. Yeah, we're too polite to say that word. <laughs> Slut. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing bad, don't worry, I'm not admitting to anything Killer. here. Um, I'm a perfectly law-abiding citizen. 
You are a perfectly law-abiding citizen, as am I. Um, I, yeah, I am, I think I would describe myself, especially in my earlier years, as a serial monogamist. Yeah. Like, I had loads of boyfriends, but they were always, you know, in succession, never at the same time, and they were always boyfriends. I, I was never one for the fling. We discussed that in last week's episode, actually, last week, last episode. Yeah, um, we did actually. That I was, that I'm just, <laughs> I need commitment, guys. I was very much one for the fling. I looking back, I do you know what's funny? I actually had this conversation with my boyfriend at the weekend. Um, we were talking about what were we talking about? We were talking about American Dad and the episode where um Stan is explaining to Steve why wanking is like the most evil thing in the world and then Stan discovers the joys of having a wank and he becomes addicted to it yeah yeah I and we were that. having this whole conversation about like what's the appropriate thing to tell your kids about this because we were both raised catholic oh, so obviously no touchy touchy no touchy yourself no touchy anybody no touchy touchy you'll go to hell um so we were debating this and started talking about this and my other half started talking about when his dad came in to give him the talk and I was like, much like most parents, can I assume that your dad was a little bit late? <laughs> Mine? No, his dad. Oh, his dad, okay. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> so we get into this whole conversation about, you know, what would you do with your kids? Would you... We know someone, you and I, we went to school with, whose mother handed them a packet of condoms. My dad did that to me. And is that the right thing to do? Is that the wrong? I, I, what is, what is the appropriate amount of involvement in that way in your teenagers' sex life? I feel, I feel like it's the kind of thing that kind of varies kid to kid. Because like you'll know, you, I mean, you'll obviously notice when your kid gets to that age. And <clears throat> I think like the right time to have the talk is when because you feel it's like relevant. I suppose. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I feel um, like um, when because when I was talking to my boyfriend about this I said that actually the only time that my mum ever kind of had that sort of a talk with me was just after um, me and my very my first very serious boyfriend had broken up and I really appreciated the timing in retrospect because if she had tried to have that conversation with me while I was with him I would have receded away you know what I mean yeah Due to the nature of that relationship itself, I would have, you know, I would have just receded away. But the fact that she waited and then had the conversation and it was really open and really honest and there was no judgment that maybe that was the best way to do it. But as I was saying, you do need to create a safe space for these kind of conversations. Yeah. As I was saying to my boyfriend, you know, he was like, I mean, I had a girlfriend at the time when my dad said this. And I was like, well, that's probably why Mm -hmm. the conversation was had then just because he was a wee bit late doesn't mean it wasn't the right time so we got into this conversation and I kind of came to the conclusion that I would kind of treat prophylactics in the same way that I I have always treated and my mother always treated feminine hygiene products in that they're in there under the sink if we're running out and I don't notice let me know for me this is one of the benefits of growing up in a family that's mostly women i've never understood why like men are freaked out about like buying tampons for 
that are like significant others or whatever. Like if I was going I have to, to the say shop, like... full credit to, and I never give credit to any of my exes, but my more recent ex, shall we say, I have to say, I have to feel full credit to him for that kind of thing. He was always just like, yeah, whatever. Just like, oh, my my boyfriend now is perfectly. Don't get me wrong. He's 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 perfectly fine. But like, there's just no issue. Why be grossed out about it? It happens. Like whenever I was uh, like I I I'd known my like current neighbor for less than a month, and I'm, I ran into her when I was going out to the shop, and I was like, "Do you want anything?" And she was like, "Could you pick me up some maxi pads?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah, cool. No problem. <laughs> like, and yet <laughs> I know awesome. people. I have a friend whose partner, like they are, well in their forties. And their partner will not say the word, period. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and her and I laugh about it because it's just... Like, this 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 dude has kids. Like, female kids. For fuck's sake. I say that, but with all due respect to my daddy, we have never talked about female things, ever. And presumably because your mum was around. Yeah, presumably, and obviously because my my parents aren't together, so I don't think it was ever relevant. Like, I know that when the time came that me and my sister, you know, needed to have supplies on hand and things like that when we were teenagers, I know that my mum had the conversation directly with my stepmom, which I always found really funny. Like, probably the first conversation they'd had in years. And it was, right, look, I'm phoning you to tell you that I'm ringing the female alarm bell. And this is the products that we use in this house. Just if you want to get something similar so the the girls are not intimidated by different brands or whatever, just in case they're... Because teenagers are fucking weird. Two things. One, shout out to Scotland for recently making all feminine hygiene products free. Unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. Scotland. Like that is like even for me that is such good news. I love this country. Um, secondly, and this is a bit of a PSA: when, if you're a parent or expecting to be a parent, and it comes to the time when you know you need to have the talk, please, for the love of God, like let your kid know that it's okay if they are sexually attracted to people of the same sex. Absolutely. Like even if you're, because this is even. There, like I personally never had any hardships with this. I never even had a coming out. I was like, huh, I'm into guys, cool, on with the rest of my life. But there are a lot of youngsters out there who may be feeling these new feelings and may think it's weird. And having their parents say it's okay if, well, A, if they are in that situation, if they are realizing that they are gay or bi or pan or whatever, that's going to make them so much more comfortable. And that's yeah. going to influence their life in um, a very positive way. What I would add to that, sorry, continue. Sorry, as I said, and if they're not, it will teach them that it's okay if other people are. Yeah. Which is a huge step that humanity needs to fucking take. Yeah. What I would add to that is it's not enough to... I know this sounds like a really strange thing, and this sounds very preachy, but this is speaking entirely from my own personal experience. Um, you know, if certain people are listening to this, this is going to get super awkward, but anyway. <laughs> hey, sure, why not talk about it on a podcast in front of the world? Um, my family have always been, you know, my mum, my mum's essentially a second mum to you. Do you think she gives half of a shit what anyone's sexual preference is? Not at all. Not in the slightest. And my family just doesn't and never has. And why would they? Because frankly, their opinion is it's nobody's business what goes on behind anybody's closed doors. 
As long as it's legal and consensual, do whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. But as an addendum to that, I would say that's not enough. It's not enough to just provide it's not enough an environment like that. You need to influence You need others. to no, no. Not even. Not even that. Not even to that extent. It's not enough to clearly be okay with other people being same sex or no sex or all sex orientated. Mm-hmm. You need to you do need to actually have that conversation with your child. It's not enough to just be like, oh yeah, such and such is gay and like it doesn't matter and that's cool. Maybe actually say, you know, I don't care what you like. That's fine. I've had like meetings and friends of people who've like been... not not talking out of suppressed Catholic guilt or anything here, <laughs> guys. No, not at all. Also, yeah, you raised a good point there. Also, explain to them that it's okay to be attracted to no one because asexuality is perfectly normal. Totally, hundred percent normal. But um, so like I've had like I've been at bars with people who I've known for like months and. Like, they've been like, wait, you're gay? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, why would you? Like, <laughs> for, for what purpose would I ever just bring it up? It's like, it, it's weird how gay people are expected to almost introduce themselves as such. Yeah, that it's like, hello, hello, I'm gay. Hello, hello, I'm gay. And for the love of God, never, I've gotten this so many goddamn times, never say to someone like me who just isn't camp, uh, that's not a brag, I'm just not. <laughs> why would it be a brag? You just aren't camp. <laughs> you know, like, like, never say something like, you don't seem gay. It's like, oh, what I'm, is seem gay? Do you walk around with a dick in your mouth if you're gay? Like, like is that I'm how sorry, you seem I'm gay? Not, I'm sorry, I'm not like constantly like shagging a guy in front of you. <laughs> like, what do you mean I don't seem like you don't seem whatever? I, fuck it. And I mean, what does uh, that mean? Does that mean that I have to spend my life half wearing what like a little black dress and half wearing a fucking check shirt? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? I say this. I mean, I've just dip dyed my hair. That's pretty. Anyway, um, Mother, mothers, <laughs> mothers. No, there was actually I, I had a relevant point. Um, I, with no disrespect to my current, do we say mother-in-law? Is that your long your long-term mother. boyfriend's mum? Let's just say mother-in-law. Mother-in-law is a wonderful woman. She is she is a really nice woman. I, I've actually spoken to her at least once today about stuff. She's pretty sound, and her and I get on well. However, nothing will ever top the way that I met my previous mother-in-law. Do you know this story? Maybe. Shout out to Kate, who is definitely not listening. Um, <laughs> but she's just she's just a class human being, and I I miss her. I don't miss her son. I miss her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I met her, I was, you know, 19 years old, very skinny and pretty. And you know the way they say some people peak in their teens? My God, I peaked in my teens. Um, I was staying with my ex in his place, which was entirely his. Because that's, you know, very important when you're 19. This guy's very mature. He has his own place. Um, And... As you would expect, spending a few days with your boyfriend, lounging around the house. Maybe clothing is not a requirement. Full clothing, anyway. I happened to be in underwear. Very, very pretty underwear. You know me. It was gorgeous. Yep. 
<laughs> You're just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, like, I, I did, like, sit with you a lot when you were working at a lingerie shop. And this was, like, at that time as well. Yeah. So, like, my, my, my stock was all beautiful. All the fanciest bras that you can imagine. Um, yeah, not expecting his mum to walk in. He'd gone out to the shops. She texted him while he was out at the shop saying, I'm going to call round. So all of the communication was missed. And this woman just walked in to me in lingerie. <laughs> That's everyone's nightmare. I was with him for five years. Do you know when she brought it up? She never said a word about it. Never said a word about it. Until one day we were in the pub with his father as well and I can't remember who else was there but it was someone that it was quite embarrassing for her to tell this story around and she waited until that point to be like did I ever tell you about the first time I met Caroline that is peak mother-in-law I love her peak mother-in-law she's um she was pretty it's fucking hilarious is what it is there was no annoyances there. It was just like, that's hilarious. But anyway, the fact that it is a, like this is an actual defined phobia. It's in, it's in the dictionary. Really? Yeah. Well, Macmillan dictionary. I don't know how good a dictionary that is, but anyway. Um, Close enough. Yeah. I just find this absolutely baffling that this is such an ingrained concept and it's nearly, it's nearly like you're supposed to be scared of your mother-in-law. I, I think there's a lot, of, a lot to be said for how a lot of people will attribute fear to deep respect. Yeah, and there's, there's a big, big difference. Because like, to respect a person also involves being afraid of letting them down or disappointing them in some way. Yeah, but that's not being afraid of the person no and i find it i find it really what's the word I'm, and i'm trying to say this and it obviously if you do actually suffer from pantherophobia i'm not judging you in any way shape or form because i do not believe that this is the fault of the person suffering and to be honest it's probably not the fault of the in-law no, no i no, i, I think like this is one of those really fucked up societal things that has happened well it's like my mother-in-law was like one that's like my mother-in-law was one of the sweetest people ever but she got on my tits a lot and honestly it was like a bit nerve-wracking waiting for them to come around like even after being like knowing them for eight years it, it was still like when i knew they were coming up I, I there was just always this little bit of anxiety there yeah make sure the cushions are straight and the, the floor's all nicely hoovered Pretty much, but it's, I'm like that. Uh, like that's she was, she was incredibly judgmental about stuff like that. <laughs> I will tell you one that next time when I was just ready to practically kick her out. So, um, I'm a smoker. Yes. And <laughs> I, I um, am aware of this. But they're both, but like both my in-laws were like very anti-smoking. Like, mm -hmm. They, they wouldn't have it anywhere in the house. They wouldn't have it anywhere near them. Which is fair enough. Some people really fucking hate it, and that's okay. Yeah, but in and in fairness, own... I have to say you are very respectful of that because oh, so. my if I'm around, sorry, no, you're right. Like my mum is severely asthmatic and can't like you cannot smoke around her and you never do. 
like I, I, you're I, I you're just wait. like I'm going outside. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Well, I never smoke in someone's house anyway. No. There's just but, no um, question of you. You're but not even if I'm like sat outside at a bar and I light up a like even before I've lit the cigarette, I will ask like, "Is it okay if I do this?" And if someone says no, that's fine. I will get up and I'll walk away a bit. And like, in fairness, the last time we were all together, that's exactly what happened a few times. Like if her lungs were playing up, I remember saying to you, "Like, could you just not?" Because she's going to be too embarrassed to say. Yeah. But could you and not? I didn't. And you but didn't. To continue with this, so like the in-laws were over. I smoked way less when they were around because I knew they were super judgy about it. Mm -hmm. and you smoked less in general though when you were with your ex. Yeah, very true. But um, so we had a balcony that I would go out to to smoke. So I wasn't even smoking around them, and it was just like they had been around since like midday, and this was at like five o'clock, and I went and had like my first cigarette. Mm -hmm. And I was out there for maybe thirty seconds when she came out into the balcony and went like stood really fucking close to me, like uncomfortably close and went, you need to promise me you'll stop that. I was like, what? She's like, you need to promise me, promise me right now that you'll stop doing that. Stop smoking. Like you need to promise me now. And I had this thing of like, I was livid for the rest of that day. Cause I was, I didn't say any of this to her because again, like, I didn't want to create any awkward vibes or anything, but I remember being so mad and like telling like my then husband, like, I'm sorry. Like, I know she's your mum and all, but how fucking dare she, like, come into my home and make me promise her that I will change the way I live and act in my home. Like, basically, like, again, standing super close to me while I was smoking and just demanded that I promised her I'd stop. And it's one of those, I get that her heart's in the right place. I get that she, like, wants me to quit smoking for my own health. But you do not go into someone's home and start dictating how they live their lives, even if, like, they're married to your fucking son. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, like, her heart was clearly in the right place. She clearly meant well, but that's not how you do it. Like, you know that I don't love that you smoke. You know yeah. that, like, take, for example, our friend Jill. Jill does not love that you smoke. No. Do we spend our life going, eh, eh, I wish you wouldn't smoke. No. No. <laughs> You know, like, do do we particularly encourage it? No. Do we if, stop it? No. Do I, I get very drunk and smoke two cigarettes at the same time while downing a bottle of potching? Yes. <laughs> and that's like, if you will point it out, if I'm like drunk and I I like like my third cigarette in five minutes. Yeah, like if well, you're reeling through a couple of packs a day when we're on holiday, I will be like, dude. I but not even in a calm down it, it, in a because I, I don't think that it's a conscious thing especially when we're on holiday when, we're, when we are away it's very much beers and cigarettes are kind of the the norm so the thing, I will literally to... point it out to just be like are you aware that you've smoked oh, that much because normally the answer is oh fuck no I didn't actually realise this was my second packet Yeah, <laughs> which is a totally different thing you know I love you I want you to be around I don't particularly want you to, you know, get some sort of smoking related disease. But in fairness, there's so many other things that we could all die of that like, fuck it at this point. At this point, I'm going to take up smoking just to have some hope <laughs> of escape from coronavirus. Um, oh well, like, I, I will point out that when we are on holiday, I will... Again, excuse my squeaky a, chair. Again, like, A, I... I'm drinking a lot because I'm on holiday and yeah. fuck you, that's what I do. Yeah. B, we're outdoors a lot because it's really sunny. Yeah, we're very and rarely two, inside. 
And see, the brand of cigarettes that I get in Spain are super fucking light. Like, there's, like, on, like, tar and stuff. Oh, so Fortunas. They are so easy to smoke. Like, if I smoked, if I brought a packet of, like, UK cigarettes or rolling tobacco over to Spain and lived in exactly the same way as I do when I'm there, I would not be able to smoke that much because the brand I get that They're I different. can only get in Spain are so much lighter. They're different. There's a big difference. In... I remember once my boss who when i worked over there when i lived over there my boss um told me she only smokes two cigarettes a day and i was like wow like that's pretty impressive for like a smoker like to only smoke two a day and without telling me why she handed me one of her cigarettes and was like try one and it it felt like i was sucking on a tailpipe that had been dipped in tar jesus christ like and i was like no fucking i got i smoked one and i didn't smoke again for like 24 hours oh my because god. i could still fucking feel it in my lungs <laughs> oh god i mean don't get me wrong right now do you know where it would be amazing to be in in that pool and you know the pool i mean i do and please don't i've been having spain withdrawals uh... for reference listeners with like covid and stuff this right now is the longest i have ever gone in my life without being in spain yeah and it's shit I've spent a huge portion of my life. Wear your masks, people. Fuck up. Please. Let's get rid of this thing. Get your goddamn vaccines. Also, listeners in Scotland, if you're a Rangers fan, go the fuck home. I'm sick of this shit. <sighs> fucking dicks. Um, yep. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I am fully, fully going to say, I'm going to stand out here and say this. I believe that pentherophobia is entirely created by the patriarchy. And what do we say? I don't mean that it's false. I mean that it's been created. It, it is caused by the fucking patriarchy. And what do we say to the patriarchy, especially on today, the 8th of March? I was about to say we're talking about right now fear of mothers and it's International Women's Day. Yeah, you know, talk about the ladies. I fully, I fully believe that this whole fear your mother-in-law thing is, is the idea that women are supposed to be against each other. Yeah, what is that old deal? That it's with supposed to be the idea that like women are only nice to each other if they're mad or something. I don't fucking. Know. Yeah, it's like well, the, especially with mothers-in-law, it's supposed to be this thing that no woman is ever going to be good enough for someone's son, no, and yeah. it's like fuck that like have you ever met my sister-in-law she's a fucking legend i have not actually oh yeah you haven't she's a fucking legend 99 percent of the time we'd rather her you know I, I am joking i love my brother so much and i miss him so much um but jesus christ this whole no girl is good enough for my son and that's what it's it's it's, it's all male oriented it's all setting, pitting women against each other over competition over a man who they should not be in competition over because their roles with that man are completely fucking different. And if you think your partner is going to replace your mother, you're fucked up. I never thought I'd see a phobia feel the Bechdel test. What's the Bechdel test? I don't know about the Bechdel test. Oh. No. Teach it me. Is... Teach me something about psychology, please. The Bechdel test is a test in literature um, 
that so it, literature and I think it's actually film initially, but it, uh, it, any like fictional medium at all, um, where there must be not must be, but to feel the Bechdel test, then there is no scene in which two or more women are having a conversation about something other than a man. Oh. They have to be named characters, so it can't just be like two random strangers in a coffee shop talking about the gym. They have to be named characters within the thing. It can't just be like, you know, waitress number one and waitress number two, or like two doctors in a hospital like, who don't have names or anything. So two named female, two or more named female characters having a conversation with each other about something that isn't a man. That is the Bechdel test. Do you know, I'm sure I should know about that considering my degree. And actually, that's, it surprised me that you didn't. Do you know, I'm, prob I'm sure, I, I have heard about this as a thing, but I don't think I knew that's what it was called. So, hey, I learned something. And if anybody would like a drama, uh, theatre and media degree to wipe their arse with, my address <laughs> is... Um... <laughs> well, it was created by Alison Bechtel, who is a cartoonist. It's... Not created, it was like... But it's very true. It's it is as a woman, it is almost expected that your whole life is supposed to in some way revolve around a man. You can even go to Bechteltest.com, I think, and it'll show you like a bunch of movies that have passed or failed it. Yeah. And do you know, even bring that into the the um the realm of lesbian relationships. How many times are people asked, who's the man? Who wears the trousers yeah. in the relationship? Who's the, the butch, as it were? Yeah, who's the butch one? It's like, fuck off. And, like, oh, and the, obviously, the other side of that, gay relationships, who's the woman? Because yeah, who's, there who's needs the top, to be a man and a woman in a relationship so that you know where, you know who has the most dominance, of course. Because mm. obviously that's the man. Of course. Uh, this is dripping with sarcasm, by the way, guys. <laughs> very hard to tone things like that in audio. Um, but yeah, I, I... Funnily enough, I actually started looking at this episode and it was quite lighthearted and supposed to be like, ah, ha, 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 mother-in-law, ha, 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 And it just the... made me so mad that this is even a thing. Yeah. Because there, I, I know women who are so worried and scared of what their mother-in-law will say or will do i don't know that they suffer from pantherophobia but they are gen it, it genuinely is such a fixation to them that they will i know you've said that you got a bit nervous before yours came around and don't get me wrong if um if my boyfriend's mum had phoned me earlier and said i'm popping round i would have been like fuck get the hoover out tidy everything yeah. up but that's not the same thing like, I know a few girls who are just so mortally afraid of these women for no reason other than that they are the people who begat their partner. What is that? I find that... I don't have the answer to that. By the way, do you also know about the Finkbeiner test? No. Similar to the Bechdel test. It's... Well, not similar. It's, like, along the same lines. Um, if there is a woman who is like the, not the point of her character but part of her character is that she is a professional like a doctor a scientist a lawyer a judge 
something like that. Mm -hmm. When she's introduced, she must be described by, not must be, but if a woman is introduced in a professional or like otherwise important role, they are described by traits that are not just stereotypically feminine, like not bouncing boobily down the stairs, not like who her husband is or if she has kids or like if she's even saying like, you know, and like she, she's a working mother, like that, even that would feel the thing finder test. It's like you would describe like, and I actually passed this one in my book that's coming out really soon. Plug. Because <laughs> there's a character. Plug. Oh, The Mask us... of Shadow. It'll be out soon. Thank I you. I, I was going to say, <laughs> drop, drop us the title there. Drop us the dates there, Ed, please. It's called The Mask of Shadow. I think it's the best thing I've ever written, and it'll hopefully be out this month. But I love it, it again, by the way. I am totally, totally biased in that absence is my favourite thing. But <laughs> yeah. The Mask of Shadow is actually like a really fucking good bit of literature. Oh, thank you. There's, uh, there's the, actually, by the way, I, I keep seeing magpies everywhere. Fuck you. <laughs> what is it? But like every single, I don't. I think it's, I don't know if I'm just accidentally woke or if it just comes with being gay. But whenever I introduce female characters, I don't describe what they look like or whether or not they have kids. Like I'm just like, it's a it it it's a woman. Get over it. <laughs> and it's funny that that's what actually happens in today's society. Like, if a woman has children, it does seem to, like, dominate everything about them. And and I mean that in terms of necessity. Like, in jobs, paternity leave. Take, for example, a big organisation I know over here. Paternity leave is two weeks. Maternity mm -hmm. leave is six or something fully paid. And it's like, okay, there's obviously necessities for that. There's obviously reasons why that's necessary in terms of recovery from childbirth and all that stuff. I'm not saying that maternity leave should be shorter. I'm saying, no. where's the where's the allowance for dad to be a stay-at-home dad? I, I think there must, I, I swear in Scotland or something, there is, like, you can say, like, if in a heterosexual in a heterosexual relationship that have just had kids, I think you can actually go to the company and be like, hey, so like my wife works like a more stressful or longer hours than I do. Can I take maternity leave? Yeah, and, <laughs> or and I mean wife or girlfriend, I'm not in my work I can um it can absolutely men can apply for what they call term time working and all that kind of stuff. Of course they can. But what I mean is it doesn't happen. You know that um, Brewdog in Scotland have mm -hmm. a policy where you can get maternity paternity leave of two weeks if you adopt a puppy? That is the most beautiful thing ever, and I would like to go and work for Brewdog now. <laughs> Fuck I me, I should have taken some time off when we adopted Poe. Little bastard. I love yeah, I him. Got it's a I little got bastard. Um, you a couple weeks off, you adopt a puppy? Yeah, but like I know a lot of, of mums um in my work a lot of a lot of people i work with are mums reasonably young mums and it's mm. almost expected that they will go down to part time when they have children and i i work for an organization where that's allowed you know you can go down to, and that's wonderful that's very flexible i 100% understand why a lot of women would choose to 100% understand fact, why the fact that it's expected the fact yeah. that it's expected baffles me and, you know, these women are talking to me and their partners aren't working part-time. 
Like my mom didn't do that. Like my my mom's career is very important to her, and I fully respect her for that. I it just but like I know when it comes to um when it comes to me and my partner, we we want kids, and that's gonna have to be a conversation because at the minute I earn more than him. Fair enough. And <laughs> that will most likely change, which is totally fair enough. Just by the nature of his job, is. In the same way that my job was at a lower level and then goes up to a higher level, his job is the same. Mm. So it is due to go up to be on a comparative level with mine in the next couple of years. Um, so it probably will balance out. But right now, as it is, you know, who earns more money? Who? Me. Why, why, why would I be the one that would go? But we, we both know right now that I'll be the one that will go down to part time when we have kids. You know me. You know my family. Like all of the higher earners in my family are women. Yeah. Your woman. Like of... Your 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 woman. Your your family is pretty fucking cool like that. Oh yeah, they're all like teachers, professors. Like my mom is incredibly high up in the company she works for. As I said, her career is very important to her. Like most of the women in my family, like most of the highest earners in my family are women and the most educated. This is why, like, not only just because I'm not a dick, but this is why like sexism baffles me. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I mean, I, I grew up in a it. completely fucking um, matriarchal household mm. in that, you know, there wasn't a patriarch. Um, <laughs> couldn't be a patriarchy um, but it ba it just baffles me sometimes the things that women are expected to do and it's I don't know I, I actually nearly feel sometimes that the only way as a woman the only way to escape a lot of that supposition is to be in a female only relationship because people won't ask you, oh, what are you making for the tea tonight? Ugh. You know what I mean? People, th the questions aren't the same. That being said, people will be baffled and they'll be like, but how do you eat? Who is wife? <laughs> who, who clean? Who cook? Ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. There's something I want to point out that the idea of a 40-hour work week needs to fuck off because that was like created at a time when women were expected to be housewives yeah and the idea that you know women would the idea was that 40 hour working week was when the man worked 40 hours a week and that income was enough to sustain a whole family it's not in no fucking world now is that enough my partner and i both work 40 hour weeks and we're saving like buggery for a home and you know it's just not going to happen that we're going to be in a position where one of us can't work because that's just not possible. And the idea of a housewife being at home and cooking all the food and doing all the housework is wonderful if the other person is bringing home all the money. But the fact remains that all those ideals of a housewife are still in place, but we're also expected to work 40 hours a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's... like the idea of if your boyfriend or your partner helps with the housework, they are a saint. You're not helping, buddy. You live here too. How's, how's it helpful to me if you wash your own pants? <laughs> you know? 
It's just these these things baffle me. This may be a bit TMI, but I'm a top and I cook more than my boyfriend does. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I don't know. It just absolutely baffles me. In my in my house in my house, we you would think that we're really standard because I do a lot of the cooking, but. This isn't the first time I've mentioned this on the podcast, but, you know, Ed, you remember the pizza incident and you yes, know why my partner doesn't cook. <laughs> I do, yeah. Um, but on the other side of that, he does, like, all of our dishes and stuff. I will say there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a housewife or house husband. Oh, God, just no. Expect, just don't expect the women to be housewives and i like i do actually say 100 percent. if we were in a position where my partner could take in all the money needed through his job i would actually be at home but i wouldn't be a housewife it would be because you know me i generally have fifty thousand things going on i've got a podcast i've got 12 craft projects i've got fucking running around after this family member or something you know i have loads of shit going on i could totally totally put my day in without working (laughs) without working for eight hours of it (laughs) and that would be fine because what i would actually do is just concentrate on something that i want to do like writing yeah hey remember that story i started writing five years ago yeah exactly you're talking to someone who calls himself a writer. I mean, I've got so Yeah, but you are a writer. This is actually how you earn your living. I am not yeah. a writer. I am just a posy bastard. Can we talk about a different phobia that I blame on fairy tales? We may. I'm real. I'm very conscious of time, but we absolutely may. Noverkophobia. What is noverkophobia? Fear of stepmothers. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's a real thing. You're supposed to hate your stepmom. Yeah, there's the stories and fairy tales that are quite commonly evil little bitches. But not even, <laughs> not even. You're supposed to hate your step as someone with a stepmother. Hello, Eileen. Have, um, I've never had any step anything. I have so. them both, so I will consider myself an authority for the purposes of our conversation. I'm not really, but you know what I mean. I have them both, and. It's literally like you're actually expected to dislike your step-parents. Well, isn't that the thing of like, it's always like really awkward when like a step-parent comes into it. And of course the kid who is like, not always, but likely born when their biological parents were together. And like, well, it's certainly like awkward. they conceived when their biological parents were together, yes. And it's like, as you said, it's almost an expected thing for the kid to act out and dislike them. Yeah, like, both of my parents remarried. I was very young when my parents broke up, and they both remarried, and I was at both of those weddings. And, mm. like, now, I say this, I was very young. I don't have any recollection of my folks being together. I know my siblings do, so there, there obviously was an adjustment period for them. But that doesn't exist for me. My stepmom has always been a part of my life. Like, and she always has. And for God's sake, it's Mother's Day on Sunday. And, you know, uh, as with all these fun things, I get to buy two Mother's Day presents. Slash have to buy. Slash have to make. Slash, you know, you you get double the fucking pressure when you have all these mums, right? Um, (laughs) 
Too many Sa- mothers everywhere. Too many mothers. Same same with Father's Day, actually. I could, fuck, fuck, don't even start me in if I get married who's walking me down the aisle. Enough. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Enough. I might just get you to do it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, seriously, balls to it all. Um, you're, you're expected. And it's totally not considered a rude question. So I get this a lot. A lot of people... Um, I, I work in the same organisation as my dad does and a lot of people will know him from a long time ago. And someone once asked me, like very bluntly, um, and it's not like it's not a secret that my, my dad has kids. It's not a secret that my dad is, you know, my, my dad remarried. Like these things aren't secret, but they're his business. Mm. You know what I mean? That's nobody's fucking business. But I do very vividly, and this is in the last few years, like just before lockdown, um, someone came over to me. We were on like a work night out and I knew her, but more knew of her, but she knew me and she knew my dad and she came over to me and went, which marriage are you from? <laughs> and I went, sorry, what? And she went, which marriage are you from? And I was like, I'm not married. <laughs> it took me ages to realize what she was talking about because nobody had ever actually turned around and said something like this to me. I was like, sorry, which marriage are you from? And I was like, oh, 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 okay, um, the first. And she was like, and do you like your stepmom? From whom's eggs were you? Whom's eggs? Whom's eggs? And do you like your stepmom? Yes, of course I like my stepmom. She's my stepmom. I'm coming 30 years old. The woman's been in my life for a majority of my life. Like, that's, it's literally asking me, do I like a parent? There's, there's no just same with my stepdad and I get people ask me that all the time too do you get on with your stepdad yes because they've been in my life so long they are just other parents do you know do you turn around to someone is it a polite thing to turn around to someone and go hi Ed how's your relationship with your mother because that's (laughs) That's literally what they're doing because that's because if it's good then it's still like good whatever and if it's bad then it's like i'm sorry but i don't want to get into that with someone i just met but it's totally it's totally expected that you know they're gonna say and and how do Do you get get along along? do you and do you get along okay with them i've had that for like i've had that my whole life and do you get along okay and it's like none of your fucking business i could fucking hate them (laughs) but i'm not gonna tell you you prick as it is i don't i don't hate either of my step parents i don't hate either of my parents i consider myself to be in a very fortunate position at almost 30 years old in that I get on very well with all four of my parents. I could say that's similar like going into sarcarophobia, which is a fear of parents-in-law. Like, it baffles like in-laws. me. I'm not scared of my in-laws. My in-laws, I can see their house from here. My father-in-law... Come at me, bro. <laughs> my father-in-law unnerved me because he was a very difficult man to read. He had, um, he had intense eyes. He very much did. Yes, I I only met them once, actually. Um, it was at your wedding. But he had very intense eyes. I remember thinking, this man has intense eyes. Also, I've had quite a lot of kava. <laughs> and then I got in a fight with your sister. Um, it was a great Everyone got into day. a fight with my sister. Fucking hell, she made the I, day after my wedding miserable. No, she didn't. Someone made them a lot worse than that, but we're not mentioning her name because we swore an oath not to slabber about that person. Absolutely not. I'll slabber about my sister all I fucking want. We can't slabber about that person. I can't slabber about that person. I I did her wrong. That's on me. 
Um, one last thing I'm going to mention is another phobia. See, we've got so many phobias in this one episode. Uh-huh. And it's called... What is it called? Tocophobia. Tocophobia. Mm-hmm. Fear of pregnancy? Fear of childbirth. Oh, okay. While I'm subject to parents, I thought I'd go for becoming a parent. I'm fucking scared of childbirth and I'm a guy. I have... So, in researching um, today's episode, I did not know that tocophobia was an actual phobia. I thought I was just insane. I am absolutely mortally terrified of giving birth. As in, the concept would make me close my legs. And not many things in the world would do that. Um, I can't, like, it, it horrifies me and scares me to my very bones. So I just wanted to point out, if anybody else didn't know, this fucking exists. And you're not wrong. And if you have it, just, and you find out you're pregnant, just talk to your healthcare provider and explain to them, look, I actually am scared of this. And if they try and dismiss you as going, oh, everybody's nervous, tell them to fuck up. And go, (laughs) no, I am. Now, I know I do... I do suffer from anxiety. I do suffer from generalized anxiety disorder and I do suffer fi- suffer from depression. And you are more likely to have tocophobia or any other phobia, really, if you already have a diagnosed anxiety condition. Oh, yeah. But, like, I'm I legit mean, sitting here going, I didn't know this had a name. And, you know, hopefully in the next five, ten years, I probably will pop out some sprogs. Sprogs. But I am so... Little what? Tum sprites. Crotch goblins, please. Um, You know, I'm. I feel so. um, I don't know what the word is, but gratified to know that this actually is a named thing. And just fucking fight, fight for your healthcare, guys. You know, female or female organed people. I. I'm trying to say this in the best way. People who have uteruses. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uterus owners. Um, like car owners, but, you know, a bit more messy. And don't get one used. <laughs> hey! Hey! Sometimes, you know, the used ones are better. Okay, fair enough. More, sometimes the more mileage is a good thing. Mmm. Have you considered I mean, that? Childbirth already, like, scared me. And again, I am a biological male. I'm still fucking terrified of You're a biological anyway. male and then, you ain't squeezing anything out of you anytime soon. And I've seen like a video of a woman giving birth in biology class. It didn't freak me out at all. But then I learned what an episiotomy was and I was like, Oh god, an episiotomy. Yep, like back to being like, oh shit. Um what I found this sounds awful, but what I found really interesting is I'm actually on the Tommy's website, which is a UK charity, as far as I'm known, um, which is about babies and baby loss and all this kind of thing. And so it's a, it's a really helpful um, charity. It's a really helpful resource for people who are, are pregnant or are thinking of becoming pregnant or have lost babies or anything like that. Um, so I'm just going to read something here, right? Okay. Women who have tocophobia 
often have depression or anxiety too. Okay. What causes tocophobia? A fear of childbirth in your family. That's pretty normal. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to ask you to name, to to say the specific things, but there are one, two, three, four, five, five things listed on this, right? Listed on this. You don't have to answer me at the end. How many Uh of these boxes do I, your best friend, tick? Fear of childbirth in the family. Heard frightening birth stories or had frightening experiences of birth from other people in your family, such as nearly losing a loved one. Have or have had an anxiety disorder. Experienced um, assault or abuse or sexual assault. Or had gynecological problems or problems with the female reproductive organs. There's five. Yeah, Yeah, you are five for five. I'm five for five. Yeah, absolutely. So next time, I swear to God, see when see when I actually do, and it actually says at the at the end of it, you can talk to your midwife or your doctor about having a planned cesarean. And I said this to my mum not that long ago. I said, you know, when I go to have kids, I actually think I'm going to try and talk to the doctor about having a planned cesarean because my mean I'm not. Everyone's scared of, you know, being a parent and that responsibility. And oh my God, is the child going to die within the first week? They're normal fears. That's totally normal. And if you don't, you know, but I think I can do that. I, I don't think I'd kill a kid in the first week. I think we'd be all right. We'd survive. You know, we'd, we'd live. I hope. And as long as everyone's fed, who gives a shit? Nobody needs to be washed and nobody needs to be dressed. As long as everyone's alive and everyone has been fed. That's my life theory. I, I think we do need more PSAs, though, on just how common miscarriages and SIDs are. They're so common. And like I think it's one of those things where like I know I didn't know until I was like a late teenager, like sixteen, seventeen, just how common miscarriage I've been fortunate enough to not knowingly know anyone who's well miscarriages, yes. I've I've known people who've had I was gonna say I know and, people who you know and I know that they've suffered from multiple miscarriages. Yeah, I absolutely do but i've never known anyone who's uh had to live through sids happening like in their family uh, but it is so common it is it is so common so common it's and what they used to call cop PSAs. death fact, isn't I it em- i was embarrassed at how late i learned how common these two things were i i don't think i thought they were common because they were something that i was aware of from not close family members but i was aware of having happened to people um so i think i thought they were maybe more common than they were that's the other side of things because they had happened to people maybe i thought they happened to everybody you know and there's also another thing yes i'll put a trigger warning on this episode by the way especially for this last few minutes because this is a really upsetting conversation to have and i know people who have lost children i know people who their babies were born sleeping as they say i know and it's heartbreaking and it's awful and just if you're in the uk that website tommy's that charity are are excellent for that kind of thing and they're really there to support people. Um mm. but we'll provide links. Yeah, of course. Um unless I forget, and if I forget, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll <laughs> tweet the links if Cas forgets. That's what you're getting. You're getting an apology right now. Um because I'm shit. But the other thing I'm just gonna point out, and it's not about miscarriage, is there's a real theory that um having a cesarean is an easy way out. Is it? Um I don't think it is. 
Oh no, there is. There are a lot of people who say, oh, you mean the easy way when you say a cesarean. Even I know fuck that and I am a gay man. <laughs> no way to bring a child into the world is easy. Yeah. They all have detrimental impacts on the the human body. Um, the human body, no matter what way you give birth, has to recover and and people are not given I don't think in society enough time to recover and I don't think that's helped by things like celebrities being forced to jump back into shape immediately after having a kid I am so fucking sick of saying look how quick she lost that baby weight I'm so fucking sick of that, give her time yeah, give her fucking time, like I'm not being funny my sister is a legend and has two children these mm. two things aren't, this, aren't linked she just is a legend she very quickly lost her baby weight but that's just because that's the way she lives her life mm. and it wasn't particularly an intention you know I, I have no recollection of my sister being like i need to lose my baby weight this is ridiculous her response was always fuck off good she just yeah. is the kind of person that her 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 diet and her lifestyle that's the way she was but also sorry no you're all right but no there's a real pervading pervading theory that like cesareans and whatever are the easy in the same way that there's a real a real judgment now there used to be a re there used to be a real judgment on women breastfeeding kids in that it was dirty or wrong or disgusting and I now I, I do not fucking understand people who think that breastfeeding is but wrong but now i kind of feel like it's nearly going the other way that people if they're not breastfeeding they're getting judged as well and do you know what the best way to feed a baby is any fucking way that gets food into them yeah. same way I mean, the best way to bring a wife into this world is any fucking way that the life comes into the world if, Stop uh, being so hard on people. Difficult. If breastfeeding is difficult or painful, use a pump. If a pump is difficult or painful, formula. It's fine. The also, baby will get if fed. you don't want to breastfeed, or also, it's, yeah. it does, if it doesn't fit in with your job or your life or your whatever, don't do it. Don't feel pressured into doing these things. I know mums that do both, and they all kick ass. And... Edinburgh, everywhere on buses, trains, and like restaurants and cafe windows and stuff. I've seen them everywhere have signs saying breastfeeding is okay here and it like, is and, and anyone it... complaining will be spoken to if not just right right kicked out oh i'd, I'd boot <laughs> if someone was going to be funny with me with anybody breastfeeding in my house you know whether that's me or a friend or whatever i don't care good good god get the fuck out if you're going to yeah, have an issue fuck off breastfeeding is fine and it's natural and, and if, if you if you see it as it, being wrong you're fucked up I say that it took me a very long time to kind of get my head around the fact that, you know, breasts are so sexualized in the media. And, you know, I have a great pair of them. I mean, free the nipple. Yeah, Please. free the nipple. But also, I, a lot of people seem to not be able to get past, you know, boobs are a sexual object. Boobs are for sex. Boobs are for sexiest, sexiest sex time. They're fucking stupid. That's so do you know what's mental my brain works the other way so if someone is like oh you got good boobies i'm like what are you talking about they're feed bags they are they're feed bags so exactly. i totally i totally like i i have my own i can't sexualize my own breasts because i'm like but these are for like if i eventually have a kid what do you mean you want to see them they're just boobs <laughs> but hey i think on that note we should probably leave it here I should also point out that we are on iTunes now. We are on um, Apple Podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts. I am slowly trying to figure out a way to get us on Spotify. That'll be in the next few weeks, to be honest, guys. I've got a lot going on. Um, yep. 
we may need to change our host service at the minute we're using Acast. We may need to use someone else if it has a Spotify integration tool that doesn't cost lots of money. Yep. That's not an insult to Acast. We're just broke. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll you see. You all know I'm a writer. I'm broke as hell. Yeah. And I, I, I live in a fucking caravan. Yeah. I think I'm allowed to try to save my money to better that situation. Very much so. You know. And if anyone wants to give us any money, our OnlyFans is... Um... <laughs> Actually, if you go on to my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash there's a donation button if you really feel like giving us money. Mm, <laughs> I didn't know that. Will you take off your clothes if I do it? Uh, Twitch won't let me. I can take off my shirt. They let that. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll add it. Will they let me take off my shirt? You got a bra on, sure. Free the nipple. Free the nipple, damn it. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>